Flavor Odyssey is brought to you by Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars, and Smokin' Cigars, voted number one in selection and customer service. A Flavor Odyssey. And now from Cigar Dojo Studio Lot B, your hosts, Robbie Raz and Randy Griggs. <laughs> and the Odyssey continues. What's up, Dojo Nation? Welcome to another episode of Flavor Odyssey. I'm your host, Robbie Raz. There's our co-host, Randy Griggs, coming to you live from Lot B and Lot B- minus out here in all of a sudden very dark uh, California. Randy, it is Wednesday the Odyssey continues. We've got cigars. We've got beer this week. So we are right back in our wheelhouse. How are you feeling today? I am on top of the world, my friend. I'm excited about this pairing. Uh, I've got exactly one week under my belt that you can't harass me about not doing my fair share of uh, updates. And, I had a uh, feeling. <laughs> I had a feeling within like 30 seconds of the show, Randy's going to get out and like trot out that, hey, I did this my second live. You know, hey, look at me. I'm really cool. I know you've done the other 70, but I did se- I did my second one. So I did this good. week's. That's all that matters. What have you done for me lately? Indeed. That's right. That's right. And I love that you mentioned uh, that you know, it took a week for the uh, sun to catch up with the daylight savings time change. It's a dark night. We're going dark on Flavor Odyssey. Again, I'm excited about this pairing, man. Uh, so let's... Uh, yeah, let me kick it back to you. Take take this bad boy away. Nice. Yeah, it is. Uh, we are going uh, flavor heavy on the yeah. Flavor Odyssey today. There is no shortage of flavor in this pairing. We will get into that in a minute. Want to kick it to the boys at home in Colorado, home studio, the dojo dugout, whatever you want to call it. I don't know why I called it a dojo dugout. It's the Herf Submarine, baby! I kind of like that, the uh, Dojo Dojo Dugout. It's sort of cool. No, we don't watch baseball. I don't mind that. I don't mind that. It's pretty cool. It's a submarine. I like it. Guys, look at the size of this stinking cigar! (laughs) (laughs) Ah! Okay, so since it's going to continue, can I just warn uh, the public? Disclaimer. Uh, Yeah, disclaimer for tonight's show. Uh, Jordan had strep throat. Wasn't able to speak for about two weeks, and I think he's like coming out. And now and, and I want to sing. Strep. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Uh, somehow That's strep throat. You know, came. It was like that movie, Rookie of the Year. That kid hurt his arm. All of a sudden, <laughs> he was in the major leagues. <laughs> I don't know actually, how it worked. It's actually, but. a really good movie. That's yeah. a cool analogy, though. I'm with it. Yeah. Unfortunately, we anyway, have, we, have to, did, we have to deal with him right here anything. in the studio, Rob. That's the bad part. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I've got a I've got a two thousand mile buffer, uh, and it still sucks. So I can't imagine uh, <laughs> what it's like in person. I'm just kidding, Jordan. Love you. Glad that you're yeah, back. Love you, Robbie. Can you try Last... that again to kick it back to those guys and see if we can say hi to them properly. Okay. Right. I was depends on how terrible last week's production was. So we're thrilled yeah. to have him back. I want to alienate both of them before the show's over. Do you think I can do it? How badly was the production value on last week's show? It wasn't too bad. It I, wasn't. I think I did pretty I made one. Pretty, pretty good. I made one small mistake at the beginning of the show. After Lifted. that, it was 
It was nothing but but butter, baby. Nothing but butter. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. I Plus, I, was, I was getting good. thrown into it. I was like, you know, like like I'm like I'm like Vinny Testaverde on the sidelines, and then all of a sudden, like uh, you know, uh, Steve the Bird gets hurt, and he just has to throw him in. Like you know, I don't. Wow, know. That is that is. That was a strong. Is strong Steve DeBerg good? Is he the best? Well, no, I, I, really. I was going to say, that says uh, more about your age than your production <laughs> abilities. <laughs> That's back when the Buccaneers had those sweet, bright orange jerseys. Oh, yeah. The Dreamsicle, those are cut yeah, off. Yeah, I love those that. Those are the best. I love that. Those are the best. Actually, I saw what a T-shirt for that just the other day. I don't know why. That came up in my Facebook feed. Not a Tampa Bay fan. I never have been. Um, anyway. Jordan, we're glad that you're back. Eric, we're glad that you're still here. Absolutely. Um, and now we're not going to talk to you guys for the rest of the All show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so we've got Randy big time, big time pairing this week. We are going with the Jacob's Ladder from Southern Draw as we continue the Broadleaf journey. We, this is stop number three on the Broadleaf Highway, if you will. And uh, this is the Southern Draw Jacob's Ladder. This is uh, this cigar, like the, the wrapper on this thing is so dark when you're catching. It's, it's almost like, like, I don't know, it's like the reflection from Superman's hair in the comic books. Like his hair is, is like super black that it reflects blue. It's like it's like Superman hair. That it's, is a really, really good analogy. We got nothing but good I analogies. I don't, I don't think it is, but I went with it anyway. And this cigar is uh, aggressive. Let's just mm. put it that way. We'll get into uh, the blend and all of that uh, in a bit. But, Randy, we're drinking uh, stouts tonight, imperial stouts to be specific. And we started with the idea of a Russian imperial stout. I'm sure you'll tell us the difference between the two here shortly. Um, I'm curious what you're drinking tonight. Uh, So I went with a a, a local beer uh, only found in Northern California from a faction brewing company. It's a... Local place I love very much. It is 12.5% ABV. It was aged in St. George whiskey barrels for four years. And it is it is black as night. It is as viscous as motor oil. And it is just what I was looking for uh, for tonight's pairing. It's funny. You gave me a hard time when I said that I went a little off script and went with a beer that had... Uh, flavor additives and you you just said oh that's just not something we do on the show and you were actually pretty serious about it and i just said well and i, I bit the bullet i said look i was gonna go i was gonna pick up some old rasputins because that is that's relatively local and it's also uh russian imperial stout didn't get a chance to do it it's been a busy week so i looked in the fridge and i found a prairie bomb or a bomb from a prairie which you cannot see that with the reflection at all unfortunately uh from prairie artisan ales and they are, Randy, in, like, Kentucky or something like that? That's not right. I think it's Oklahoma, right? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. That's yeah, that's it's kind of in the middle there, there right? That is the extent close of my enough. beer knowledge right there. Boom. Done. Yeah. That's, <laughs> it. that's it. That's, that's actually pretty strong. <laughs> so pra- Prairie Bomb Imperial Stout aged on coffee, Randy, cacao nibs, vanilla beans, and chili peppers. Um <clears throat> And this, spe- this features uh, Spaceship Earth Coffee. They've gone through a few different uh, coffee companies that they've, uh, that they've used in the Prairie Bomb. But by 12%, I believe, is what we're checking in at. Uh, I beg your pardon, 13% wow. on the ABV scale, which, if you know your beer, that's uh, it's on the higher end of things. It's up there. So that's what I'm going with. I actually wanted to get some sweetness out of my beer because I know that this cigar is very earthy. 
recipe. It's got a lot of spice to it, <clears throat> not a whole lot of sweetness. So I kind of wanted to offset things a little bit. Um, what are you boys drinking back in, uh, in, in at home base at the Dojo Dugout? So me and Jordan are going with this Sierra Nevada uh, Narwhal. The narwhal. The narwhal. This is a uh, imperial stout that's aged in a bourbon barrel for a year. It's like eleven point nine percent. This actually uh, is from uh, Randy bought it for the uh, oh, Rocky yeah. Mountain Cigar Fest. And just so everybody knows, I will be drinking and eating stuff that Randy bought for the Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest for the next year. And <laughs> we don't even need to buy anything else for next year's Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest. We still have. Uh, enough <laughs> enough stock from what Randy purchased so that everybody can eat again next year. Boom. We're set. Uh, I'm glad I was able to put you in such a strong position. Yes. Uh, movie Clover. <laughs> $2,500 later, boom. We're good. <laughs> that is amazing. That's amazing. So <clears throat> so we are going to have to go into the, uh, the live uh, viewer or audience to get somebody who actually followed the rules on the pairing. Is that what I'm understanding? No, oh, these are all... These are this all... is in the rules? Yeah. Bourbon, you guys went barrel-aged. Barrel I went with a ton of flavor additives. We didn't go with uh, just a straight Well, the stout. rules don't say non-barrel-aged imperial stout. It just says imperial stout. Yeah, it's imperial stout, man. Come on. Yeah, what the we got? reality is... Well, well it, it actually is a talking point that uh, so many... Uh, of the Imperial Stouts that you can find commercially are going to be barrel-aged, are going to have some cacao, are going to have some vanilla. Um, and it's because it has such, um, again, such a viscous body, so much flavor, it, it, it allows for um, these other additives that can be added into it and uh, be contributors without overpowering the base beer itself. Um, so, so I think it's it's one of the more common uh, beers to to see um, have those extra ingredients and barrel aging applied to them in general. So, I think it's a little bit of a bummer that uh, <clears throat> in this industry we can't we we can't just make regular styles anymore. Mm -hmm. Like we can't as as a brewery, it's if you come out with an imperial stout, that's fine. You come out with an imperial stout with cacao nibs and peppers and, and you know gummy bears or whatever. People are going to freak out for it, and and just it's going to sell out in a minute. It's just kind of a bummer that like I just like a classic porter, yeah. And you can't really find it without coconut. Or I, don't get me wrong, I like porters with coconut, but I also like just a classic porter with no stuff added to it. But maybe so that makes me purist. I was I was going to say exactly. You know, I I I often claim to be a, a style purist. Uh, so so I feel your pain, and hell, we could have a whole show. Where, where I, I can tell you what I think about what uh, what liquor store sets look like today versus what they used to, and like the spectrum mm. of style, you know, imports uh, have completely gone away uh, for for the most part to to the craft beer drinking consumer. Where when I started drinking uh, premium beer, it wasn't called yet. I think micro was was still uh, the preferred uh, nomenclature, but uh, export. Um, you know, English and German style beers uh, imported here from uh, those countries were a dominant portion of the high end section of a of a liquor store's, um, you know, uh, set. So um, well, we can talk for. Days I think days if you that. go to most of these breweries, you'll find these these uh, styles just done, you know done the 
purest way, and then they they have like <laughs> then they'll have a variant of that. They'll have their imperial stout, and then they'll have the variant. But you're right. Like when you go to the liquor store, you're only going to see like they're only going to carry three imperial stouts, and then they're going to carry all the all the very you know all, all the bombers and stuff like that. But if you go yeah, to the brewery, you're like usually going to be able to find the normal styles. In my, I, I would I, to an extent, experience. I would say yes. Uh, if um, if you go to Fieldwork in Berkeley right now, uh, Randy, you should, we should uh, we should sit down and have a beer. By the way, um, <clears throat> we haven't done that since I started working there. Uh, but we've got a porter on tap called Super Normal, which I think is a great name, uh, and it's just a classic porter. And you're right, we, it's not in cans; it's uh, it's a draft only beer. Which, <clears throat> I mean, a lot of breweries are going to do that with some of the styles that you like to have on hand that don't necessarily move quite as fast. So, <clears throat> you know, you'll get some lagers that are going to be like that, pale ales maybe. Um, but uh, I mean, some breweries can't really even afford to do that, especially nowadays. You know, I mean, some some smaller breweries can't afford to have one of their lines in their tap room. Maybe they only have 10 or 15 beers on tap. I say only 15. Uh, <clears throat> they can't afford to have uh, a slow mover. They've got to have uh, the hype beers, as you say. But again, this is all a separate topic that maybe we could do one day, just kind of talk about beer business. Beer I wonder industry. if people be interested. Yeah, I wonder if people be at all interested in that as like a wild card episode or in between seasons or something. Mm -hmm. Just, just, just kind of fun. We how could, does Randy well, manage his spreadsheets at work? That's what I want to know. <laughs> we would make it more exciting than that, I Jordan. Know. On. I mean, all the data would be, you know, would stem from spreadsheets. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm also great at analytics. We, we can, you know, go high level. We can just pick out a couple callouts uh, that we were able to, to uh, perceive within the data of the tables. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll take a deep dive into that customer funnel and, uh, and really just, uh, really get in, get into the, the Robbie, uh, I heard that, uh, Randy is working on a beer that's, uh, brewed with spreadsheets, uh, as, as a, uh, as a flavor additive. Picks up the natural <clears throat> yeasts from yeah, the sheet. Exactly. It's, it's supposed to be really good. Yeah, it's, uh, that's, that, yeah, I, he invented, <laughs> he invented the chocolate stout. Why not the, uh, why not the spreadsheet beer? <laughs> no, I ironically was. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, all right, uh, so so let's let's talk tell about us about this beer, Andy. <laughs> so, um, well, we'll, we'll um, you want to go into the beer first? We can do the beer. Sorry. First. Uh, so, imp imperial stouts. Um, you, you know, for for ever in a day, there was uh, five recognized uh, styles of beer. It was always uh, uh, original draft. Your your dry stout. Uh, which could also be referred to as an Irish stout, uh, oatmeal stout, sweet stout, export stout, and imperial stout. Today, there are actually seven different recognized styles of stout. Um, and we're not going to go into to all, all of them. Uh, obviously, the imperial stout, which is often referred to as the Russian imperial stout, nice. wouldn't be an adjunct if it doesn't add fermentable sugars. Anyways, um, the... Uh, <laughs> Podcasters are like, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the, uh, the Russian Imperial Stout, also just known as Imperial Stout, was made uh, in England originally for export to Russia. Um, so there, there's not uh, some crazy backstory to why they were called Russian Imperial Stouts. It was just uh, that's that's they they amped up the ABV so that they would make it to on, uh, you know, through the straits uh, up and around to to Russia. 
kind of similar story to how paleo became uh, uh, India paleo, that when they were exporting and sending uh, outside of their, their own country's borders, they felt like they had to increase the level of alcohol to, um, to give a um, more shelf-stable uh, opportunity so they wouldn't get spoilage uh, with these. But overall, the beer is uh, ranges from 8 to 12 percent ABV. It is an intensely flavored, big, dark ale um, with a wide range of uh, everything from roasty, burnt malt to dark, dried fruits. Uh, you might even get plums, some prune character out, out of it, again, being an ale. Um, anything like that would be uh, reasonable. You can have raisiny. Um, they, <laughs> nice. Um, but uh, uh, this is a is a beloved style here in America. Obviously, you know American versions of these tend to be uh, on that stronger range. So we typically see them between that 11 to 13 sweet spot. And uh, they they're known to you know be extremely viscous, have a very heavy body have a bitter sweet finish um you know we we've talked before about the difference between a porter and a stout um what what really makes a stout uniquely different is the roasted malt which gives that coffee uh characteristic uh to the beer but it should be very filling very 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 rich um, a lot of chocolate characteristics old rasputin is probably one of the better uh, uh the better distributed well recognizable uh, brands of an imperial stout. This the Sierra Nevada Narwhal is also another fantastic example. Um, but uh, but but you get a lot of complexity. So it's not just as simple as adding roasted malts. You've got chocolate malt. You've got various crystal malts, which are going to add a little bit of a caramel sweetness to it. Um, to Rob's point, they don't typically finish very sweet, even though, and j- just the the. Um, mere nature of that thick viscous body tells you there's a ton of sugar in there but because of high hopping levels and that and the the acrid bitterness that you get from the roasted malts really balances that out to where they finish more bitter uh, than sweet uh, but um but you know if, if you spill a little on the floor and don't, don't clean it up well and you step on it the next day you'll know there is a ton of sugar in there uh so 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 you will find some examples that that are a little bit um uh, lean more towards sweetness but uh it was funny rob because i I actually took some grief when i announced this on on monday that uh, some people thought it was going to be too much flavor that we're going big heavy chocolate uh, you know uh, uh on the cigar and big heavy chocolate in the beer um, I know this cigar pretty well. I smoke this one with frequency. It's it's one of my go-to um, when I'm looking for that big, dark, rich, heavy hitters, um, and I think it can handle the uh, it can handle the pairing myself. So we'll see how this all vets out. Yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. I I haven't smoked this in a while, <clears throat> and I remember it being a lot spicier, having a lot more black pepper spice uh, than this does. I, I I get a lot of spice on the retro, not a ton. But I remember it being really, really spicy. So I might be confusing it with the Brimstone, because that's the other version, um, which came out, I think, a couple years later. Pardon me. Uh, that's what, Boys, that's what you're smoking, right? Or maybe, maybe uh, Robbie, it's possible that your stout is mm. covering that. Mm. Because I'm not getting that maybe, either right. on, on this, but it is, it, 
I'm getting some nice sweetness out of this. Uh, I never so got too much peppers on this cigar. I was always more in the stone fruit, jammy kind of yeah. area on this guy. Yeah, okay. I'm, I might be confusing it with another, uh, but it does have a really nice pepper spice on the retro. Uh, give a little bit of background on the cigar itself. Uh, I actually found this review uh, written by Jordan Gettleman. Gutomsky. Guitarzan. <laughs> uh, um, on uh, November 22nd, so it's almost three years old. <laughs> uh, um, on a website called uh, C- Cigar de Joe. Uh, so if you ever. I believe looking, it's sure. Uh, yeah, if you're looking for, uh, for some info, cigardejoe.com, very, very reputable website. Uh, this particular cigar, the Southern Draw. Uh, Jacob's Ladder came out 2016. I'm reading through this review, uh, Jordan, and I forgot that um, Southern Draw didn't go to, go to the IPCPR show in 2016. Right. I totally forgot about that. Totally this is, this is, that. Uh, this is Robert's M.O. Like, he, like, he lays low. He, lay, he goes into hiding, lays low, and everybody thinks, ah, oh, like, whatever happened to Robert? Like, the dude, he must be done. And then, boom. Like, he jumps back strikes, out with some strikes. With strikes. Like comes back up with a machete and comes chops someone's head off. And I like that. <laughs> it's, it's, become, no, it's so. become kind of fun. Like, uh, when he uh, jumped out with that whole uh, Rose of Sharon, Desert Rose, like, kind of shocked us yeah. all last year. And was that last year, Jordan? That was last year, yeah. Yeah, and that was a fantastic cigar. And he kind of did it again this summer. Like, COVID came along, and then... And I thought, oh, this is going to be perfect for Robert Holt because he's like a, uh, you know, he does these videos all the time on social media. Mm-hmm. He's at home. It'll be great. But then he was just gone. Like, he was literally gone all, all summer. And then, bam, came out with these, the, these releases late in the summer. Kind of surprised everybody. Stealth mode, bro. Yeah. S- strike like a Cobra. Exactly. Or, or uh, Cobra Kai or Dojo. See, it all comes full oh. circle. <laughs> all comes full circle. All right, are, are, you guys, are you guys watching Cobra Kai? Have you watched the show? Of course. Can you, can you tell us about it's this incredible. so that we can talk it's a little incredible. bit about Brimstone and what the guys are smoking? Randy gets, gets so upset. This is what people tune in. So, Robbie, get this. So here was, here was the deal. Like, Karate Kid came out, like, in 1984, right? And, and it, you know, everybody, lo- everybody loved it, and it was 84. Don't, don't even go there. It was 84. Don't fact check. And... And everybody, you know, like, loved it and whatnot. Like, it was the, one of those shows that all the kids watched. And then over the years, there was this internet theory. And the internet theory was, hey, you know, if you really watch Karate Kid closely, you know, it turns out that uh, Johnny Lawrence, maybe he, he wasn't the bad guy after all. Maybe it was, it was Daniel that was the bad guy. And so there was this whole internet theory going on. So when they made the show, they said, let's run with that. Like, let's just show, like, the other side of that, and then we'll make the Cobra Kai show. It's phenomenal. Phenomenal. It's great. Um, I think I'm only on season two. That's all there is. Just, yeah. That's just, it. And season three's and coming. Oh, but they signed for season four. They're, they've started right. to make it. And it's done Dan- in, like, Daniel's a cheesy son. sort of uh, campy. It's camp- campy. It's campy, just like it's the original. Great. It's great. It's great. They're half-hour episodes. It's, uh, Daniel's uh, the, son was, was the victim. High. Johnny Lawrence, who was a menace. That kid belonged in jail. Well, wait till you watch <laughs> Cobra Kai, Randy. Oh, oh, you, I, oh I've watched it. I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not falling for that baloney. Well, <laughs> now, I feel like, just let me, the, the show's not necessarily saying that, one, that it, it was the roles were completely reversed. It's just that 
Uh, Daniel, well, his big thing was, I never start. I never start any of the fights. I only finish them. But if you watch the movie, he starts all the fights. It's, That's he, the he thing. He was cornered. When you corner a, 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 a trapped animal, it has no choice but to defend itself. The claws okay. come out. Strike. And, like a cobra. He was surrounded. On that beach, man. Yes, you just, he struck first, but he was surrounded. You well, just start raining crane kicks. <laughs> I love that. So, uh, so the uh, so Jacob's ladder, and actually both uh, Jacob's ladder and Rosa Sharon, uh, were introduced August fifth, two thousand sixteen. Um, they came back to the uh, Southern Draw came back to IPCPR show PCA now uh, in uh, two thousand seventeen. They've just taken off. This brand has been so cool to watch. Uh, the way that this brand has grown since what they've been around since what 14, yeah 2014, um, <clears throat> yeah that's when they started 2014. And just to watch the, the the growth of this company from core releases to like they do some short term stuff. Um, <clears throat> I think everything that they make is comes out of AJ's factory, if I'm not mistaken. At least Correct. almost everything, not everything. Everything. Uh, so far. Jacob's, so far, indeed. Yeah, uh, Jacob's ladder. <clears throat> Pennsylvania Broadleaf. So this is Pennsylvania Broadleaf. So we got a little bit away from Connecticut Broadleaf. I didn't realize that. Um, but you can actually taste a little bit of a difference. It doesn't have some of the same qualities. I think there's, it almost has a brighter kind of flavor to it, to me, than a Connecticut does. Connecticut, I think, is just a bit more down and dirty. Yeah. Or, make, or am I making that up? No, you I guys think you're right. That? Yeah. It's just, that's, that to me is, is, uh, is the vibe that I get. So it's Pennsylvania Broadleaf. Uh, Maduro binders, undisclosed, uh, was at the time anyway. Uh, filler is Nicaraguan. Uh, they've got uh, Jalapo, or Jalapo, uh, <laughs> v Nicaraguan Viso, Jalapa, uh, Seco from Jalapa, and Esteli. It definitely got the Esteli Lajero. See, I'm telling you, this is a spicier cigar. This one just might be a little bit old, so it's, it's calmed down. There's a little bit of yellow cello action happening there. I think this one's a bit mellowed. When they come out and they're fresh, this cigar is, I remember it being a lot spicier than this. Johnny well, Lawrence, my spirit animal. Nice. Well, well, I can I can tell you as uh, I I did the purchasing of these cigars. These are is a new batch uh, that I acquired from uh, a show sponsor, Smoke In. We appreciate all the support that we get from Abe and Smoke In. If you're ever looking for a uh, great online provider and retailer of premium cigars with fast fulfillment and tremendous customer service, we recommend highly that you shop at SmokeIn.com. Um, so beyond that, these are only a few months uh, really? old from the shop. I'm least. just full of it, uh, then. I'm full yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, you're just making stuff up as you go. I, I, I think that there, there is a significant um, kind, of, kind of undertone of, of spice there, but it, but it's mostly dominated by that, that sweeter, richer, um, yeah. uh, almost, uh, again, similarly to the beer, almost a bittersweet. It does have some earthiness. I don't. Um, smoke this cigar and think immediately, oh, this isn't Connecticut Broadleaf. This is of, of Pennsylvania Broadleafs. It, 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 this is the most Connecticut Broadleaf-esque uh, Pennsylvania Broadleaf I've smoked. Because <laughs> um, it, okay, it does. It does you you went out of your way to say it. Explain it. Yeah, well, um, another uh, manufacturer that, that, I, uh, that I seek their cigars out focuses pretty uh, primarily almost on Pennsylvania broadleaf and I feel like it has a little bit rougher edge to it it doesn't have that kind of softer chocolatey earthiness um, where I do get some of that chocolatey earthiness out of this and and it doesn't 
have that kind of sharper edge uh, that that other brand, I believe, um, uh, often has as kind of a house flavor with their Maduro cigars. Interesting. So, yeah, I think that, that kind of goes in line with what with what I was thinking between the differences, at least in my experiences. Um, this is a bit sharper. Sharper is a good way to put it. With uh, with Connecticut, it's like I said, it's it's a bit it's a bit dirtier. It's a bit uh, like it's just more down and dirty. It's more earthy tones. There's there's it's definitely a bit sweeter though, which is kind of uh, incongruent. But <clears throat> the I mean the difference is really if uh, you kind of have to smoke a lot of each of them to really tell the difference, more or less. But um, yeah, calling it sharper I think is is a good way to put it. This has a real nice pepper on the retrohale, which I'm, I'm really enjoying. And it breaks up, uh, this, uh, this block of like earthy, sweet, uh, and mildly spicy, uh, not, um, not like ground pepper spice, but like green pepper spice. I'm getting that from the beer. It's got green chilies in it. Um, it's, uh, so that black pepper on the retro and there's even like, like a, almost like a red pepper really. Cause it's hot and it's mm -hmm. bright. And that really does break up, um, that, that solid block of flavor. It is a ton of flavor. I saw the comments um, that uh, about people thinking that we would just be overdoing it, kind of crushing our palate. Right. I, I'm about, I don't know, getting into the mid, the mid point, end of the middle of the second quarter, Randy. What do you think? I thought you were, I thought you were going to go third to fourth inning here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, like we, we, we have some information from the blender, Robert Holt on, on the screen. Uh, it says fermentation and aging process. Okay, thanks for that, Jordan. I appreciate it. Uh, fermentation and aging process creates the cigar's own identity, thus the bold but approachable concept, sorghum molasses and aggressive aging of wrapper. You get molasses there? Do I? Yeah. Uh, no, it's not really jumping out at me. But again, the, the beer, I think, could be getting in the way of some of that. Sure. This beer really does have... A fair amount of sweetness to it. It does, uh, yeah. The Prairie Bomb that I'm drinking. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if 150% of you have had the Prairie Bomb uh, or not, but I don't know if some of you have. It's uh, it's a big beer. There's a lot of flavors going on. Um, but it's it's uh, on the sweeter side of the spectrum. So it could be, as Eric said earlier, that could be covering up some of the flavors that I'm getting uh, from the cigar. I'm getting a ton of earth. That sharpness, and I don't know, now I'm stuck on that term, sharpness. Um, but I don't think that's a fair term really, because it almost sounds negative and I don't think of it as a negative thing for the cigar. There's just, it's just got a bit of a bite to it. I don't know. I don't know how else to say it, but that, uh, and the retro hail really does, uh, as I said, kind of break up that, that, uh, that solid block of kind of earth and chocolate and sweet flavors that I'm getting. So there may be some molasses in there that's getting run over by the beer, yeah. but so far, um, my palate's not mad at me. Yeah, no doubt. Um, okay, so we heard a little bit about Jacob's Ladder. Um, if, if I'm not mistaken, Jacob is the name of Robert Holt's son, isn't it, Eric? Yes. And and that, that is what actually led to the, the naming of this cigar? All their cigars, well, most, I think all of them, have um, a biblical tie, a floral tie, and a family tie. Hmm. Family ties. Did you, family ties. Did you guys ever watch Family Ties? <laughs> I, yes. <laughs> Michael J. Fox was my favorite when I was a kid. Are you Come on. I always there's an episode that I remember that the dad bought a new camera, and like it would, it kind of it was supposed to be like super cutting edge, and the camera would talk to you, 
and it kept just saying, no matter what he did, he'd take a picture, no matter what, it kept saying, load film now. And that's the only thing that it would ever say. And that was in, like through the whole episode, dad's taking pictures of all these important events with the family, soccer games and whatnot. And it just kept saying, load film now. <laughs> that's so my family ties story. Amazing. Uh, so, so with that being said, uh, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about what you're smoking and how it differs from what we're smoking? Well, I don't know exactly how it differs from what you're smoking, but I can tell you that um, I guess cigar. You know, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, I, right now I'm not even to the uh, double Corona stage of this yet. <laughs> <laughs> then you go to the Churchill stage. But like Jordan was saying before the show started, like this is a great cigar when you're just working here in the office, because for one, it never needs a touch up. It just burns perfectly the entire time. And it lasts, you know, like, I'll be smoking this on Friday night's show probably still. It lasts forever. <laughs> and um, it, it's literally, it's, it's ridiculously huge. I mean, like, right, right now I've already smoked through seven inches of it. But, um, no, so I'm getting, um, I, I do get the milk chocolate. Um, I don't get the crazy spices, which I, I do believe, like Robbie said, is, is a little bit because of my Imperial Stout kind of runs over some of those subtle spices that I, I might be getting out of this. But um, there is a, a nice sweetness to this cigar, um, which I, 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 I typically like, the, the little bit of subtle sweetness. Jordan, what are your thoughts so far? Yeah, um, I can't remember the exact details in the blend, but I'm pretty sure it's just uh, amped up higher mm -hmm. primings than the regular uh, Jacob's Ladder. And I, I like this size better than the original Brimstone for whatever reason. It, the, uh, maybe the uh, original brimstone was a too too um, I can't think of the term. Uh, this one this one has a little more smoothness to it, um, but uh, you know we're getting a lot of dry cocoa uh, espresso kind of stuff going on, and it's it's pairing really nicely with the beer so far. My only criticism thus far would be I'd want I'd almost want a little bit more of a mouth watering quality between the two i don't know if you know wh whichever one could provide it right now it's it's a little on the dry side but flavor wise it's great that's interesting i was just thinking that <clears throat> while you were saying that i was just my mouth was watering and i have all these flavors happening and i was just thinking this is a real it's super satisfying like my, mm. like i don't feel like it's dry nothing's dry the cigar is is um is standing up to this beer which frankly is kind of impressive that I mean, these, these are 13% beers. You guys are drinking barrel-aged beers. And we haven't mentioned anything about the cigar getting run over. And that's that says something in and of itself, given, I mean, Randy, you know how many times we've done this and tried to do uh, barrel-aged uh, episodes. And she's like, God, pa pairing with a barrel-aged cigar is really, really tough. Yeah. Uh, and to be able to pair with two different barrel-aged beers, plus this one with all these different flavor additives, Randy, not adjuncts, flavor additives, um, is, uh, is pretty impressive. It's and it's it's a strong cigar. It is it is full everything. It's full flavor. It's full um, <clears throat> it's full body. It's definitely full strength. Uh, this is going to be the one that uh, after the show I'm going to feel it when I stand up. You know, huh. it's it's one of those cigars um, I, for me anyway. This is this is on and I don't smoke a lot of the uh, like the really really strong uh, you know nicotine strong cigars. Uh, but this one is uh, is definitely on the higher end of that, and and for me, I tend to feel it. I'm not feeling it right now, um, but uh, I do tend to feel these, you know, once I get about halfway through. But uh, so far, so good, man. It's 
It's, it's a pretty good cigar. Yeah, it's it's very flavor forward. It, to your point, there's not that many cigars that we've even on paper that we thought might be able to stand yeah. up to to a barrel age stout. This is by far um, the best um, at maintaining its you know its whole flavor. You know, you guys have pointed out that there there might be some some cabinet spice and some more nuanced characters that we're not necessarily picking up because of the the big bear pairing. Um, but it seems like the most intact, you know, uh, a lot of times the, the chocolate will almost cancel each other out from the two to where you, you get that, um, that residual lingering, uh, chocolate on, on the palate, and then you don't pick up any chocolate from the cigar. And so it kind of leaves this hollow, uh, kind of missing component, uh, at, at some point. Um, so I, I, I think, uh, we're, we're getting close to, to start to, Reveal what we want to say about pairings, but if, before we do, I'd like to give a shout out to our show sponsor. Flavor Odyssey is brought to you tonight, as always, by our friends at Drew Estate. Our relationship with Drew Estate is special. Much like some of the special or limited edition Drew Estates have to offer this winter. Drew Estate also has some amazing offerings that are now hitting the shelves, like Brother of the Leaf Brown Label. The Undercrown Shady 20, and one of our personal favorites here at Flavor Odyssey, the Undercrown Maduro Dojo Dogma. If you want to make your smoking sessions extra special, try a limited edition from Drew Estate. You can find Drew Estate cigars anywhere cigars are sold. Head to DrewEstate.com forward slash store locator to find the shop nearest you and Rob experience the rebirth of cigars dang you must be writing these now instead of jack right <laughs> hey no, i'm just getting better at reading. hey no, Rand- the same that was great randy uh quick question yeah. from me uh when you guys were determining these pairings for broadleaf um did you think to yourself okay like this particular cigar the jacob's ladder like we have to this is where we can push the boundary of the pairing component, the flavor component. Like, did you think ahead of time that this might be the one cigar that could sort of stand up to this beer? 100%. Uh, that, was, that was exactly, as I said, I'm very familiar with this cigar. Uh, hell, I, I want to say Nick Labretti of JR Cigars uh, turned me on to this. He's a big fan of the Lancero. I go more Toro on, on this bad boy, but I've smoked this cigar since maybe before I even found Dojo. So I've gone to this one a lot. And, uh, yeah, out of all the broadleafs that we're going to smoke uh, over this uh, chapter of season two, I absolutely felt that this was the best one to put with the Imperial Stout. Yeah, I can't think of too many cigars that could stand up to this. I mean, maybe like the the Neanderthal Lord Humongous or something, but this is... Uh... It, it's a short list. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. It, uh, it really is. Um, I, it never... I, when we were planning... Pardon me. We planned the cigars. Oh, a little peek behind the curtain, Randy. I know it's going to make you mad, but I'm going to let everybody know. Um, we picked the cigars before we picked the pairing. So we kind of go through, and we're, we're talking about the specific wrapper that we want to feature. And we'll just start rattling off names. Oh, this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. And then we whittle the list down because inevitably it's 20 cigars long, sometimes much longer than that. Um, and we'll, we'll whittle them down. And I think I remember there being a bit of a conversation about um, wanting something on the stronger side. I don't remember talking specifically about pairing it with a like a barrel aged beer or an imperial stout. Uh, maybe we did, 
and if we did, kudos to us because it was was a good idea. Uh, but I know that once we had these picked and we're looking at the list, um, I mean, we both just said Imperial Stout makes a ton of sense. I didn't think I didn't think barrel aged. I really didn't. Um, had I known everybody was going barrel aged, I've got a, two fridges full of barrel aged stuff I could have chose from, not just one Imperial Stout that had a bunch of stuff in it. Even though I'm glad I did because this pairing is working out pretty well. But um, I know that we picked this specifically because a we both like the cigar. Uh, and B, we wanted something on the stronger side. Because when you think of Connecticut Broadleaf, or, and this is not Connecticut, but you think of Broadleaf in general, you think of a stronger, more full-bodied cigar, full-strength cigar. And uh, while, you know, the Tabernacle is is uh, is not a mild cigar by any means, no. but I don't really consider that one on the full-strength side of things, maybe medium plus. Um, and what was the other one that we did? Uh, last week we went with... The I just had it up. I can tell you guys did rum and Herrera Esteli Broadleaf. Herre- oh, oh, Herrera yeah, Esteli Broadleaf. Yeah. I had never smoked the Broadleaf, or actually I had, and I didn't realize that I had. Uh, but I, we, I think we both knew that that was going to be more, it, wouldn't, it wasn't going to kick a lot of strength. So we, we picked this one specifically for, for the strength, and, and it's, like I said, it's, it, it, so far it's worked out pretty well. Um, I had something I wanted to say just before this, and now I forgot. Well, um, as, as I, I think... I think we're, we're starting to get to that part, and we have uh, already uh, spoke a, a lot about how this pairing is going. Let me go ahead and jump in and say that I, that I think the, the, the chocolate, the sweetness um, is very much holding up. It's, it's going really well with my uh, stout. And I'll tell you, I believe that uh, a barrel-aged stout actually has a, a little bit more rounded off um, bitter sweetness. It, it, it kind of softens that. some of that, that acrid bitterness that you get from uh, the black patent or the roasted ch- uh, the roasted malts. And so I think that actually makes it more parable, in, in my opinion, than say, for instance, the, the North Coast Old Rasputin that has a, a much more kind of aggressive uh, tactile sensation on, on your palate. Like you feel uh, all those IBUs, you feel that acrid bitterness. Um, to me, this is a lot softer, uh, making it pair even better with the cigar. This is a, a classic. If you're looking for a big, full-flavored, rich pairing, this is a thumbs-up every time. Um, and so, uh, obviously, for the show, I am rating this a thumbs-up. I was wondering where the graphic was. I was like, should I just keep vamping here? <laughs> hey! <laughs> I'm Brand, on Brandy. Never, never say vamp. Ever I'm going to do this for the next uh, two minutes. <laughs> I, I will. Uh, I'm going to concur with Randy, and I'm going to go a thumbs up as well. I, I would say that I think that a barrel aged. Um, well, I'm not drinking barrel aged. This the the sweetness uh, of <laughs> this, the sweetness of of this Prairie Bomb, um, and the chocolatey aspect of it really does pair well. The coffee bitterness. Um, brings out or it pairs well with a, a little bit of that earthy bitterness you get from the cigar as well. There's uh, just a nice, a, a nice uh, congruence of flavor between the two, and that uh, that again that spicy white pepper, black pepper, red pepper, whatever you want to call it on the retro hail is uh, is really really nice to break up right in between mm-hmm. um, between every puff and every sip. It's uh, it's it's hitting on all cylinders for me. This is a real real good pairing. How about you, boys? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out just a, a warning. Um, I like this pairing. I love this cigar. I already said I love the cigar. But I, I sort of feel a little bit like 
it it could be almost too much of a good thing with the imperial stout. Like I'm, you know, like when you when you have like a, a really rich piece of chocolate cake, and mm. it's after about halfway through, you're like, oh, this just might be like too rich for me. Where's the milk? Uh, where's the Give milk? Me a glass of milk. And so like that'd be my that'd be my word of warning. Like I still think I would go thumbs up on this, Jordan. I would probably right. go thumbs up on it. But I, my word of warning is. It's it's a little too it's it's kind of like you know like I love I love when I I put butter on stuff. Why don't I just eat a stick of butter? Well, you don't eat a stick of butter because it's just too much of that flavor. Like it's just it's just overwhelming. I kind of like this better with this bourbon that I have right here, just because the bourbon kind of like clears out that sweetness a, a bit more from the cigar. So I'm gonna say thumbs up. But if you're the type of person that is uh, maybe adverse to like too much richness. Like it is very, very rich. Jordan, I'm kind of in the same ballpark. Ballpark, yeah. Um, it is. It's. Uh, it's. But it's fun that you know we're doing a different type of pairing. You know, we we don't we haven't. I think this is probably the most intense pairing we've done. Um, and so on that, it's it's fun to to try something a little different. I do think they're a little too similar, like you were saying. Um, I wish that there was more, like I said earlier, there was a little bit more of like a mouth-watering ingredient from one of the two because uh, it's mostly just like cocoa powder, um, dark roasted malts, and espresso. And that's what yeah. you're getting from both of them. But it's intense. Sometimes you just want flavor to punch you in the face on all right. fronts, and that's what we're getting here. Yeah. I, so I, I'm I, a thumbs up. I think it's a fun, fun pairing. I don't know how many times... In a week, I could do this. Like maybe this is like <laughs> this is like a once a month kind of thing. And I'm I'm definitely not disagreeing with you, Robbie, or you, Randy. But I would just say like like could you do this too often? Like this is a very very like Jordan said, very rich, intense pairing. This is this is definitely a Friday night pairing. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's this is it's Wednesday night, and we do this because this is when the show is. But uh, I, so I, I, I just have a quick, I just have a question though. Like, so you're hesitant about it because it, it tastes too good. Yeah, kind of like um, when you have. Okay, I just want to make sure we yeah. were clear on well, that. Well, like, too, nah, too, not good. too good, but too rich. Too, too much of like the richness. It's so rich. It's like you're driving a Ferrari, yeah. but you're complaining about the gas mileage. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. So like, yes. and it, <laughs> like this this beer is like super sweet and yep. super rich. This cigar is super rich, also. So you get the the combined richness. It almost gives you that weird. You know, feeling in your mouth like you're just eating like, you know, like uh, like chocolate syrup out of a bowl, and there's no ice cream. You know what I mean? Like it's just pure Sounds richness. Fantastic. I, I know. Like, <laughs> I, hey, I, I. Well, every kid thought that, that you know they could the cookie dough ice cream. Sound, you know, just cookie dough. Just don't even make the cookies, mom. Just give me the cookie dough, and you have a, a few spoons of that, and then eventually and then you say, cake. I can't take no more of this cookie dough. <laughs> so it's a, it's a it's a little That's what happened to me. it's a little much in the richness department the decadent department which is what Randy said it's kind of like eating like a dessert and then having a dessert after the dessert it's like after a while you're just like I can't eat any more dessert okay well you know I I really like that and I still a thumbs up agree. though yeah. right right it's it, it's still a great experience of flavor but I totally and completely agree it's why you typically have uh, you guys a, all a, suck. A double chocolate <laughs> cake 
with vanilla ice cream, right. not with chocolate ice cream, right? Exactly. It's, it's just all decadence. And you, and you so do, you, you do want. Um, I, I, I like. Uh, you know, uh, Jordan said uh, mouth-watering qualities. You know, I'm thinking something salty. Um, what, what, uh, what beer? Uh, if, it, if we can do a round robin, and everyone mm. can chime in that has an opinion. What beer would give you? So, so basically, what we're talking about, and this is important because this is a pairing show. So, for everybody listening on uh, on uh, podcast, we appreciate you, you tuning in, and we uh, always appreciate a subscription and a review. And for everybody, uh, hopefully, you already knew to share the the live feed on your Facebook. Uh, I always forget bit. to say that. I know, I know. I, I figured that ah, it's almost the end of the show. I'll still say it anyways. But yeah, but that being up. said. Uh, so that would make this a complementary pairing, right? Indeed. You have complementary flavors in the sweetness, in the chocolate, in the in the espresso, you know, the, that that roasty character. So what would be the contrasting pairing for this cigar that might give the guys a little bit uh, of of a of a variant uh, experience to where they're kind of bouncing from one end to the other on the on the spectrum of flavor to really allow this cigar's flavor mm-hmm. to be. Uh, uniquely definable where you don't have this kind of muddled middle ground where it's like, well, is that chocolate from the beer? Is that chocolate from the cigar? Well, yeah. well Rob, Rob, we do this professionally. What beer style would you think uh, we, we could pair this with that could also be a good pairing, but a little bit more contrasting characteristics? You've reminded me of the question that I wanted to ask you earlier, and I'm going to come back to it. I mean, contrasting, you know, you're not, I'm not going anything hop forward with this sure. cigar. I mean, you could give it a shot and maybe it would work. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm thinking, I mean, something, it would have to be something, it would have to be a beer with, I'm thinking with coffee in it. And I know that's not, coffee isn't going to be contrasting, but if you went with like a cream ale with coffee, you're mm-hmm. still going to get a little bit of, you're going to get a, a, like a little bit of hoppiness from that. Not a lot. I mean, maybe you could go with like a, a really he- like not a heavy Pilsner. That's not such a thing, but like a, maybe a hoppy Pilsner, but I, I, don't, I don't think any of that works. I mean, you go with a brown ale, but that's, that's just a, a lighter version of what this is. So maybe that works a little bit better. Maybe a, a brown ale with some coffee in it. Robbie, I was uh, going to say, I, I was going to say a brown ale to me would be better uh, just because then that, that brown ale just becomes it's not as aggressive. It just becomes sort of like a backdrop to this cigar. Like this cigar needs to be, this cigar just wants to be, you know, Marilyn Monroe. It wants to be out in front, and I need the beer maybe to just be a backdrop. And so when 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 Randy asked that question, I was thinking brown ale, and then you said it, and so that's that's what I would probably well, say might be best. I kind of I kind of like that they're both stars in this pairing. To for me, that's, I that's would stick in the same the philosophical question. Yeah, I would stick in the same ballpark, and I would go with like a vanilla Bourbon County Stout. I like the barrel aged quality of the be- of my beer's barrel aged. So I'd stick with the barrel aged, maybe add a little bit of vanilla, go to Bourbon County Stout with the, with the vanilla added. I think that would be perfect. All right. Well, I'll I'll say that. Um, so if you were gonna go heavy pilsner, that'd be a Bohemian pilsner. Has the most body. I still think it's gets it's, run over. It's too light. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's just too light. And um. And now you you were almost speaking about a very specific beer because a cream ale with coffee is not a common thing to find. But as uh, anyone that pays attention to the show knows that the that Rob, I don't know, have you announced Rob that you recently had a job change? Um, Rob, I don't now know if I mentioned it here, but. 
so, I, so, I said it earlier. <laughs> Rob re- recently took a new job with Fieldwork uh, Brewing, a very reputable uh, local brewery. Congratulations on the new job. We're very happy right. for you, Rob. Uh, right. But his previous employer, Laughing Monk Brewery, does a uh, coffee and cream, which is a, a pale-colored cream ale with coffee that's actually quite nice. And that that beer, while being very unique to the Bay Area, uh, probably would make a, a good pairing. Other than that, as far as just a more general style, I'm, I'm more with the whole brown ale uh, concept because a brown ale is going to have a little bit of that caramel malt character. It, they typically have a fairly woody finish, but none of the chocolate, none of the roasted. And so you'd, you'd allow a little bit more elbow room for this cigar to kind of spread its wings and, and use, you know, you know, to use Eric's term, you know, that backdrop or, or stage or canvas to really like allow it to be um, what it wants to be without anything um, uh, detracting from it or pulling away. I, I still stand by this is a thumbs up pairing. It's a great experience. If you like these big, rich flavors, you should you should do this pairing just as a flavor experience in general. But also to Eric's point, if you want to like go back to this cigar with great frequency, I'd probably recommend a brown ale or a bourbon as well. And you guys keep saying, I stand by my pairing. I stand by my pairing. Y'all sound like politicians. It's, <laughs> this is a, it's a good damn pairing. It's really good. I don't it know is. why. Oh, well, I, I think you have to qualify it with, oh, I stand by it. Whatever. You guys are just afraid of flavor. There's so much <laughs> happening with this pairing right now. And I'm mad that you guys are just like, hemming and hawing about it. This is like straight two thumbs up. Give me four thumbs. I don't know. It's, it's really, really good. But Jordan, you brought up a good point when you said vanilla. Now, I've got in the fridge uh, a bourbon county that had uh, orange peel mm. in it. Now, that mm. could be interesting. If you want to go, you want to bring in a contrasting flavor, you get like a chocolate and orange. I know that's... Um, yeah, you go for like a Tootsie Roll kind of a thing there. Uh, yeah, or, but you Are those yeah. ones that you smashed? Like what was that thing called? You, you smashed Oh, the, the orange. Yeah, it's like a chocolate shaped like an yeah, orange. Yeah, yeah I like yeah, that. You, know and you get a little yeah. bit of that citrus in there. Some brightness really could... Right. Like, that was one thing that I really liked about the spice was... It was it was uh, spicy, <laughs> but it was bright and it brought a brightness that was missing. I felt from the pairing, so maybe something along those lines um, would work. Did I lock up? A little bit, no, but you, we can still hear you. Oh, well, now, yeah. Robbie, yeah. you're. I like what you're yeah. saying, but I uh, the I feel like we're being a little nitpicky because it's good. You know, like sometimes it's right, right. it's so easy. Like co- we we do like the black coffee. It's like. Yeah, I don't know what you could do to improve it. It's, it's coffee and cigars are always good. Uh, whereas this is like very unique, and so we're, we have to dive into it a little bit. Now, I would say this, guys. I don't know what you think, but uh, I'll just say it. Um, last week we did rum, right? Just straight rum. And I think that that would not be good pairing with this cigar because it would just would be agree. too too sweet. Like there would be too much of that, you know, like that uh, sweetness in your palate when you kind of like – almost pucker up it's not sour but it's just so sweet that you pucker up like i feel like this particular cigar because it offers this nice caramely sweetness that that wouldn't be good so i do feel like you guys did a a good job picking the pairing this week with the beer um although this particular beer that i'm having which might be different than you guys is a little sweet also so it might be just bordering on that uh, i'm not sure if it's just too much of a good thing or not yeah, you can blame Randy for that um, because he bought those beers, right? <laughs> but uh, but he is feeding you through Christmas, so that's true. a good thing. That is true. Um, Next year. So this brings up a philosophical <laughs> question. This brings up a philosophical question, and maybe we don't want to get into it, but 
we've talked about it and we've touched on the subject. And I feel like we've gone, maybe if you go back and watch, we've given things thumbs up for different reasons and given things thumbs down for different reasons. We haven't really been super consistent as far as that's concerned. So when you talk about with this, Eric, you mentioned this specific cigar, you want something that's a backdrop that lets the cigar spread its wings, which you so poetically said. I think that's great, but we talk a lot about comparing, comparing uh, uh, complementary uh, pairings, contrasting pairings. We've given some pairings thumbs up where it was uh, – we were, it was the beer acted more like a palate cleanser, but we still thought that was a good thing. It's not really a pairing though. I mean, you're not getting the full access of the pairing from the beer. If you're look or whatever the beverage is, if you're just considering it as a palate cleanser. So I guess my question is long winded as it may be, is when you're pairing, do you, what's your goal? Do you like, for me, the goal at, for the most part, is to elevate both as much yeah. as possible. I, I don't want my cigar to be, to, or my beer to just be a backdrop, or my drink to be a backdrop to the cigar. Sometimes that works and it's great, but that's not, I never set out for that, unless the cigar is like super, super special. Not to say that this isn't, but it just, unless there's some, you know, super, super special I, cigar. I think to Do you add, know what I'm saying? To, yeah, no, I totally know exactly what you're saying, and I think this is a great question that maybe. This could Is be this could be an entire time. episode, but yeah. I think that with a cigar like this that is so deep in flavor and so rich, that that's why I say what I say. Like, if it was a cigar that was more subtle, like maybe I'd want the pairing to sort of bring stuff out of the cigar and the cigar to bring stuff out of the pairing. But in this particular case, the cigar itself is so incredibly rich that I need something in my palate to wash away some of that richness to enjoy it a little bit more. That's fair. But I think the question that you raise is one that I raise all the time. That's a genius question. I think about it all the time. Like, wh why is it? Why is this pairing good? Is this pairing good yeah. because it makes the cigar better and it makes the pairing better? Or is this better because it, it washes my palate away? Or is it better because it's a backdrop? Blah, blah, blah. All those types of things. But in this particular case, just because the cigar itself so rich, like a chocolate cake. I need something like milk, or you know, to to ease that out. Isn't That's, it? Do you, do you not a good pairing. Wonder if I, I feel like this doesn't happen. Like, are there like beer guys? They're like, let's find a cigar to pair. You know, like mm. to pair with our beer. I think they. I think you 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 gear everything towards the towards the cigar. The cigar is pretty much the star. That's that's fair. Like you don't I, have like a whiskey guy. Like oh, I need. I'm gonna find a. A nice cigar to be a backdrop to my whiskey tonight. Well, I, I would, I would guarantee you that you do, but it's, I mean, but this is a cigar. Show, I know, but it, so could, I, I would guarantee you, there's not a show out there on the other end of the spectrum. Well, it, well we there's have talked whole, about this there's a hole in the market. We should start it. Yeah. But yeah. so before yeah. Randy, before you go, uh, I want first I want to thank Eric for calling me a genius. I always like I never let that slide. I appreciate it. Um, sec <laughs> secondly. We don't have a plan for the wild card episode after yeah, next week's show. Right? Well, that's not totally true, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> Keep talking. Keep talking. I, I think this should be our, our wild card show, and we call it pairing goals. Just our pairing goals, like uh, couple goals or whatever the hashtag would be. And you come to the show, each of us comes to the show with what you think is what is your perfect pairing, like what you try to achieve with pairing. 
what is your pairing goal? That should be and our last can, show. That should be I mean, our last ever. show. And then we just let's, stop. Then let's do that after, <laughs> next, okay, after the next after the next rapper, though. Yeah. I think we should yeah. we should do that show, and then we can talk about the like the philosophy more or less. I mean, for lack of a better term, I guess. Right. Behind pairing, what it is that you try to achieve with each particular pairing. We've done this sh- this show from the beginning under certain constraints. Either it was we were constrained by the alphabet. Or this season, we've been constrained by uh, the rapper that we're trying to focus on. So we can take, you can pair whatever you want with whatever you want. No constraints, no holds barred, anything you want to pair. And then everybody can kind of explain why they picked what they picked. Um, And then everybody gives their own pairing thumbs up, because of course that's going to happen. And then we can discuss kind of the differences between comparing, contrasting. Do we want to elevate one side of the pairing or other, or just more like, what it is that you do when you're pairing something just on your own, not when we're doing it on a show. That's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'd like to just say, I apologize, podcast listeners, but Chad, pipe down. Um, the, uh, the, the, the thing, I, I totally agree. I like, have I, addressed it to an extent, but I've, we've never spent a whole show talking about it. No, no, I agree. I, I would love to, to do that. You know, we had talked about wrapping up this season with um, the whole concept of what was the perfect pairing. I was, that was the goal here, right, is what's the perfect pairing? Not what's the perfect pairing with Connecticut uh, Broadleaf, not with uh, Sumatra, but what was the perfect pairing all in all, just out, out of everything we did, what is the perfect pairing? So I love the idea that we do a show and talk about um, what makes for a good pairing because you're dead on accurate and genius, Rob. Uh, I'll, I'll give you an extra one. Um, and uh, to, to say that we had – we, we have we have very much uh, chose whether we were going thumbs up or thumbs down for different reasons. Um, sure. I, I have a lot of thoughts on, on everything you just said, enough to fill a whole episode where uh, none of you get to talk very much. So I, so I look forward to that. I was going to that show. <laughs> I was going to ask you if it'd be all right if I could go ahead and reveal the rest of the, the shows where we actually did make a plan. Um, as I made you a pitch last week for the uh, wild card after Broadleaf. Um, and so I, I, I would love to um, uh, divulge. Uh, so what, you mean the next two shows, right? So uh, the next six, I'm, we're, we're ready to announce the next six. Not not the pairings, but the cigars. Uh, okay, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, can yeah. announce the cigars. We don't have the pairing right. yet. That's correct. Um, but, uh, but yeah, let, let's, uh, let's uh, put a pin in that, and everybody can definitely take uh, – uh, and know that we're we're going to wrap up this season with uh, a conversation about uh, pairings. A fireside what, what, chat, if you will. A fireside chat, if you will. Thank you for that. I, I appreciate you, Rob. Um, so, with that being said, I, I would like to announce. Uh, you know, one of the things that we we like to do here. You know, Rob pointed out that we um, that we we go through and we whittle down and we try and and, and identify not only exceptional examples of these rappers as we've gone through through this but we also want to grab cigars that are relevant in you know today's smoking uh circles and uh you know new cigars that are coming out things that we think people are excited about and want to hear a little bit more before pulling the trigger on a on a box buy maybe or who knows um and so with that in mind we are going to stick with the um, the final broadleaf uh, cigar that we announced in the beginning, uh, which will be the Crowned Heads Yellow, yellow Rose. Rose. Yeah, <laughs> it's got the yellow footband. What's it called? No, yeah, yeah, the, the, the Yellow Rose. Um, 
Rob, you did indicate that you might want to do a, a, a quick pivot on the pairing there, so we'll just stick with cigars. We're going to go with Yellow Rose, but I'm so excited about Broadleafs, and there just happens to be a brand new Broadleaf out on the market that uh, that I wanted to smoke on the show. So, yeah, so for the wild card, uh, we are looking to do the uh, the new Tabernacle David um, for a wild card, and so you're going to get a bonus Broadleaf episode uh, this season as we'll do five consecutive Broadleaf shows. Uh, so I'm pretty excited about that as Broadleaf is one of my favorite rappers. Uh, and then we will be going on to the San Andreas rapper, the beautiful, rich, dark Mexican rapper, and we will be starting off that uh, that chapter of the season with the uh, Dumbarton, Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust Sin Compromiso. We'll then Ooh. follow that up with the Roma Craft Neanderthal. Moving right along to Espinosa's Mur Murcielago. Uh, and then we will also be smoking the one and only uh, Drew Estate Undercrown Maduro. I personally will be smoking the Dogma. Dogus! Myself. Uh, and then after those, we can um, go ahead and we'll put together a, uh, a pairing show where we'll talk a little bit more uh, in detail about uh, complementary and contrasting flavors, what they both add to it, um, and, and what you should seek out when trying to put together a pairing, say, for other people. You know, if you, if you enjoy what we do here and, and, and want to present to some friends that are maybe more cigar novices and, and, and put together a, a nice little pairing to have people uh, have kind of an aha moment and have their eyebrows hit their uh, hairline and uh, get excited about the, the flavor um, uh, combinations. We also have a, a scheduled week off coming up uh when do you know the date of that the 25th november 25th me, <clears throat> me and jordan will be traveling so that's the, the the wednesday before thanksgiving yeah. by the yeah. way guys i'm so currently true. starting up a toro version of <laughs> this cigar yeah the 20 the 25th uh, me and jordan will be heading to florida for uh some 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 business and some pleasure goodness and so we won't have a show that night, but uh, after that, boom, right back at it. Could we, could, and I don't know the logistics of this, maybe I should ask offline. Could we pick maybe like one of our greatest hits and show one of our, an older episode? Yeah, we could. We could do that. Yeah. And it, 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 of course, it probably, we'll, we'll, we'll be traveling yeah. probably on an airplane at the time the show starts, but we'll see if we can figure That's that right. out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe. We'll see. We've got time to figure that out. You guys could do uh, a watch well, party of one of the old shows. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Awesome. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Um, so uh, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on on Friday, boys? So Friday, uh, this is an interesting show. We have uh, Kyle Gellis from Warped On. And as many of you know, uh, Kyle started his 37th company this week, which is the uh, Jason Dumont <laughs> company. So we'll be asking Kyle what, what's going on. No, and it's the proprietary cigar company. Yeah, proprietary cigar company. And in the first release is Jason Dumont. Kyle's a cool dude. Uh, it'll be fun to uh, catch up with Kyle on Friday night. And uh, that's uh, Smoking Out Live this week. Beauty. All right. We will be back uh, next week, Randy, with, we already mentioned it, the, uh, the uh, <laughs> Crown Heads uh, Yellow Rose. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's, uh, that's going to be exciting. Uh, I know we initially had a cocktail pairing there. Uh, I've, I've kind of, I, I, I visited that cocktail a couple of times on Halloween night, and I think I've decided that maybe that pairing wouldn't be so great. 
So we might uh, revisit that. We'll let you guys know on Monday when uh, maybe Randy does a back-to-back. What? Uh, That's that incredible. Weird. No. It's probably, it's probably not going to happen. I'll probably talk to you guys on Monday. <laughs> but um, we'll be back next Wednesday with that pairing as the Odyssey continues. We appreciate you guys and gals hanging out, everybody listening on podcast and uh, checking in on Facebook. We appreciate you all. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Everybody have a great week. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Be kind to each other. It doesn't cost you anything. And we'll see you next week as the Odyssey continues. Cheers. Thank you.